So when the girl says life, we is live. We is live. I want to thank you, Harriet, for hosting this channel. Well, it's a great, it's a great sacrifice. It's a great sacrifice that you're making for the nation, for the whole world, for Mr. Bean. Well, it's the least I could do in these dire times. <laughs> Everyone has also, to make a small sacrifice. We, we're not going to say the C word. Nope. We're not going to say any nasty words. We're not going to say any explicit sexual content. We're not going to violate any YouTube um, community guidelines. We're not going to piss off the algos. Never piss out off the algo. Cause if you piss the off al the algo, you have no chance. The algo is God. So does this it will link send you to the gulag. on top work as a shareable link? Um, there should be a shareable link on your YouTube webpage. But that, that key should work. You want to send it to me? Oh, I got it. Oh, I, got I got the it. link. No, officially, I'm not allowed to access the YouTubes because the algo yeah, has been You're not on YouTube. Huh? You're not I'm on not YouTube. I'm not accessing YouTube. You're accessing YouTube. I'm not accessing YouTube. Yep, so that's like that's a good uh loophole because the algo just got you man like that was really uh -huh. really messed up like what the YouTube algorithm has become especially these days with the yeah. C hmm. or can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is going to be like a whole new English language, you know? Yeah, we have to censor ourselves. Guys, we're live on Hera Reed's stream now. Oh, God. Uh, How long is this one going to last? You can't stop the signal. How long is this one going to last? Chicken charge. Well, we also have a YouTube chat active, so that's going to be great as well. Well, why don't you get your peeps to dial in and join us? Oh, yeah. Like, um, I'll share this information on the YouTube so people can, like, dial in and we can talk about random topics from raw meat to the CV. But, you know, <laughs> we can't say CV. <laughs> no, we can't say CV. Otherwise, the... Uh... The CIA will come down on us. Hey, why don't you post the um, why don't you post the invite link and the dial-in information on your Instagram and tell people to join? Well, that sounds interesting. Um, I'll try. I'll try and get on Instagrams. It's it's in the Telegram. The, the the link. 
just post a screenshot and say, join us live for our live stream on the uh, internet. Wait, let me post this uh, stream info. So people can dial in and they can be live. They can be live. They can join our chat. Oh, shoot. It's like too many letters. Well, the important thing is the phone number. There it we'll is. Give me the phone number. Yeah, well, the phone number is... Oh, yeah, there's like a lot of phone numbers. No, it's just one phone number. It's always the same, and I saved it in my... Um, I even got a QR code. Here, I got a QR code for you. So that's for Instagrams, right? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Here, I got the I got the uh, Instagram QR code. I'm accessing Instagram through and desktop. And I got the um, I got the code. Amazing. Alrighty, so there goes the Instagram. Oh, that's the number. I actually posted that, that number so we can have like live callers. I don't know if anybody from the chat would like to join. Well, we have to calculate with nobody joining for the first couple of weeks. But once they realize that we are not only the trendiest place to be on the interwebs, but also the coolest place, then they're all going to want to join. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, it doesn't even matter because uh, I don't got any beef with anybody. I just got beef in a jar with butter right now. So working on that. If you shift, CV to the right on the keyboard, it turns into BN. Wait, you said what? You take the key. So one of the simplest ways to do encryption is you shift, do a right shift on the keyboard. So you just move your fingers to the right or the left. So CV shifted to the right is BN and shifted to the left is X, a Z, X. If you shift up, it's F and G. I think FG is pretty good. It's F and good. So if yeah. I say F and good, I really mean the CV. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Okay. Well, so if I say uh, ZX, I also mean the CV. We got some the comments on YouTube. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so there's a... Uh, we got Milkyar with a Y out here, and he's saying we should call it Goroner W H Y R U S. And they're saying chicken Goroner. Yeah. And then we got Ivan S. Goroner. From Australia, he's asking if he should eat pineapple. 
I'd say eat it with butter. But only and, if you feed the fungus. You have to feed the pineapple to the fungus first. Yeah, the fungus, a.k.a. bacteria inside of you, my friend. Also, the fungus take, wants to uh, eat the sugar in, in the pineapple. P-O-O-P outside, which is actually a really good experience. I did it today, too. Now, wait a second. You're going to get us. We're going to get that's explicit sexual content. No, it's not. Extremely explicit. <laughs> Let me it's read not. you the text. Hold on. I'm going re- to read you the text. Hold on. Here we go. We would like to inform you that, that due to repeated or severe violations of our community guidelines, your YouTube account has been suspended. Graphic sexual contact that is meant to be sexually gratifying is not allowed on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the algorithm will be able to catch that voice. Graphical sexual contact that is meant to be sexually gratifying is not allowed on YouTube. Yeah, but I guess... (laughs) Go ahead. Like, it was just nuts, man, because, like, uh, it wasn't really, like, graphic what, like, what that conversation was going on, you know? I wrote to them that. I said, I, I, I consider this to be censorship. So, either we were talking about the company, remember we were talking about the company? Yeah. And maybe we're exposing um, methods and um, madness about the company. Or we were talking about uh, the cheesy goodness, a.k.a. the effing good, a.k.a. the, um, the Zulu... X-ray. Yeah, I know what you... (laughs) The Zulu X-ray. We were talking about the Zulu X-ray, which is forbidden by the algos. So they're just going to look for whatever they can find to shut you down if you talk about the Zulu X-ray. Yeah, but I think they don't shut you down if you just interact with uh, people who are live on YouTube, I guess. The commentary stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's really weird, though, because, like, the live stream just got stopped doing another live stream that was about politics in Eastern Europe. So I feel like this algo was like, you guys are just talking about too many topics and there's, like, too much truth out here. Yeah. He's just dropping truth bombs on us. <laughs> yeah, so like the algo just got confused. I think it just took an hour or two for it to process. Yeah, most definitely. It was like, uh, like you got how many violations? How many strikes? One. Oh, just one strike? That was it. That was it. That was the only one. It was a severe, it was severely sexually gratifying. That's what happened. 
wow so that's crazy man like i don't know i feel like they're doing that to like smaller channels as well like easier you know because they're like well exactly and then the other thing is they just didn't like the fact that we were severely random yeah we it went low, like low uh, yeah maybe that's why because they're like well these guys are talking about like uh fungus the magic fungus and then they're talking about like yeah. technology and censorship yeah yeah you know what it is harry is that they're they're running a business and the business is to sell advertising and that content is not monetizable they can never, ever, ever put ads on it, like ever, like in the history of the planet, like in the three billion years of the time that the planet is existing, you're not going to run ads on that content. Yeah, that's true. I think it could have been like also like ads, but I don't think, I mean, the ads were like, the ad was like uh, really, you know, obvious, you know? But if they can't run ads on it, then they want to deep six it. They want to get rid of it. They don't want to have stuff taking up space on their servers that's not making them money or can never, ever, ever make them money. Wow. That actually makes a lot of sense because, like, we're the open source peoples and, like, none of the videos are ever monetized. So, And they're never going to be monetized. And never in a million years will that stuff ever get monetized. Like, no one's going to ever want it. We don't even have anyone who wants to watch it. Well, we got some viewers today. But, but, we got... We got Ivan. you have a following. Yeah, Ivan? Hey, Ivan, you going to join our... our join, you going to call in? Call in from Australia, you, man. Also, did you send Ivan, Ivan the call-in link? Huh? Here, Ivan, I'm going to send you the... I'm going to tell you how to dial in. You go to 8x8.vc forward slash jim.dupont. That is uh, J as in Justin, I as in Igloo, M as in... What's M? Mike M. dot D as in Delta, U as in umbrella, P as in Paul, O as in oxtail, N as in nothing, and T as in thing or telegram. That's 8x8.vc slash Jim dot DuPont. That is our join the meeting. And you can dial in. You call area country code one four oh eight two two eight four oh three nine you wait and you type in the message number meeting number one four three no one three four four three two four seven seven six that's one three four four three two four seven seven six and then you hit the pound sign you can dial in and they've got different dialing in numbers let's take a look at the dial in numbers there's so many dialing let's numbers from for everywhere. Let's see, let's see if they have one for down under. 
Australia. Here we go, Australia. You do the dial. Country code 61-280-155105. That's country code 61-280-155105. That's the Australia dial-in number. All right, so we got a comment here. Someone wants to talk about the C, you know, word related to the five JG Harris connections. How plausible could that Uh be, Mike? Uh oh, he wants to talk about the Zulu X ray and related to the. the the Chiners and their uh, next gen uh, high frequency microwave system that's burning our skin and causing genetic defects. Zulu X rays and microwaves. Yeah. Well, five is next to six, and G is next to H, so we'll call it the six H microwave system. The Zulu X-ray and the 6H. Let's talk about it. Yeah, well... But we have to confuse the algo. We have to confuse the algo. We can't use explicit terms. How much 6H is there, like, around... Like, where where is it located? Do they have 6H in pasta land? In pasta land? I heard yeah. that T-Mobile's rolling out the 6H everywhere. I don't know, man. Whoa. But what I heard, it's low. My Okay, I've got 6H on my Wi-Fi, and that thing has a range of about one foot. <laughs> it's like you step one foot away from it, from the router, and it's got, like, zero range. So that means that 6H should be fine... If it's at home? It's not even fine at home. It's got, like, the shortest range. It's got a shorter range than the normal um, the normal Wi-Fi. Oh, so it's, like, uh, shorter range waves? I guess so. It might be higher power, shorter range, like microwave, like it's going to burn your skin. Like it's a, um, it doesn't, I don't know, I don't know enough about it, but I heard that it's high, it's high powered high-frequency um, radiation. Yeah, so that's like... And that it's short-range. And... But I, I broke so this all burn. down for... I, I just bur- I broke this all down for um, a colleague on, the, on, on a private channel just the other... Um, just an hour ago. So let me break it down for you, okay? Peter Schiff Podcast talked about this that the bubble was overinflated and they had to bring it down. So either you have to have a war and you kill millions of people or you find another way to take all the money away from the people. Because basically everyone is on credit and everyone has too much money. So everybody has got like all this money in the bank, all these paper notes, these IOUs, these things that say, oh yeah, we're going to pay you this. You just bring this to the... um, you just go to the casino cashier and you bring all your chips and I'm going to cash you out. But now, if everyone runs to the cashier at the casino and tries to get cashed out at the same time, they don't have enough money to pay him. 
And especially if all the Chiners are getting sick, they can't pay, they can't um, have those people in the slave labor producing enough um, new iPhones for everyone because they're all sick at home. So there's no way that they can cash everyone out because the Chinese are the ones who are doing all the work for us. So they're like, oh man, we got to figure out a way to slow these people down so they don't start cashing in their chips all at once. I know, we'll devalue the chips. We'll print more chips um, and we'll give everyone chips, but we'll make them less valuable. So they start printing out more and more chips, but they don't, they still don't have any more um, iPhones to give to people. So now the whole idea is that they have to deflate the bubble so they have to um, make it all less valuable. So that's where they're bringing in these um, these uh, forced uh, programs of uh, making people stay at home, consume less um, gasoline, so that also reduces the consum- consumption. You know, like all, there's less resources being consumed when people are at home. And um, the idea is that the stock market got devalued by a couple trillion dollars, so everyone lost money, and then the government's going to print more money, um, and that's going to basically water down everyone's value. So they're basically deflating the bubble using these um, economic um, methods. And then he said that, that the government is embracing this because they can at least blame the deflation on the virus instead of saying, well, they screwed up or they, or the quantitative easing is not working or the um, recovery from 2011 or whatever, the recovery from um, even 2003 is not working. So the recovery isn't working and they're going to blame it on the virus and they're going to basically take away everyone's savings indirectly by just printing money and deflating things. That's what I understood. So it's basically like Yugoslavia, but on a large scale. Yugoslavia on a large scale. Well, I don't know if it's like Yugoslavia. Um, did Yugoslavia have the problem of um, inflation? Yeah, at some point. I think like before everything went down, there was inflation because a lot of countries, they left one by one. So they lost. That's why the... Sorry, go ahead. So that's why like they lost like a lot of money, you know, because... I think the like war kind of helped the dinar, the dinar monete to basically get a better value because uh, once each country left, the dinar became stronger in the end. You know what I mean? Because like, uh, let's say Bosnia left and they didn't have those bosnian dinars that were value that were devaluing it you know what i mean and then okay they watered it down yeah but it got watered down one by one in a way <sighs> well um i remember the only thing i remember about the um yugoslavian money is that they had an extremely high denominations like a coffee would cost you like, you know, 1,500 dinar was a coffee. 
Yeah. And um, that nobody wanted the dinars. They only wanted Deutschmarks. They're like, Deutsche Mark, Gute Mark. Dinar, not, not so good. We don't want that. Yeah, I remember, like, in the ex-Slav countries, they switched all to De to Deutsche Mark, which is a German and then money. Later, and later they switched to the Euro, and that Kosovo was the first country to actually adopt the Euro. Yep. Did I remember you know that. That Kosovo was the first country the first country in the world to use the Euro. I know, man. Like I was there actually when that uh, that whole thing happened. Like we had Deutsche Mark and I remember like uh like if you had like two Deutsche Mark, it would become one Euro. But what so, about the um dinars? Did you have dinars? Um, no, because they actually, after the Kosovo War, they switched from Deutschmark, from dinars to Deutschmarks. So all mm. the people that have dinars, they just went and, um, they started trading in Deutschmarks. Mm -hmm. Instead, so everyone, a lot of people got robbed. So they traded their dinars immediately for Deutschmarks if they could. Yeah, exactly. Like, they did it ASAP because, you know, it was a huge panic. And people were actually, like, stuck in their homes. Nobody was getting out. Everybody had, like, curtains on their houses. It was like a nuclear fallout. Yeah. Literally. Well, when you say curtains, you mean the, um, the Roladen. The yeah, the Rolades. The Rolades. The Rolades. Because Americans don't know what the Rolades are. They didn't have back those back in the day. They're like basically like shades, but um, it's like... They're uh, storm shades. Yeah, like storm shades. Every house had storm shades. In the Kami times. Like these big metal, these big metal shades you would draw down. They're German style. And they yeah, would protect our your plastic. windows. They'll well, yeah, okay. You had plastic ones because you weren't. Because you were poor people. You, poor, you poor people. Yeah, dude. I remember, like, even after the war, we had, like, we still had those when we came back. But everything else got robbed from the house. So, like, oh, that yeah? happened after we left. Yeah. Like, my dad had, like, so much fishing equipment because he used to, like, have a fishing equipment store. But um, I think it no was during the time there because you weren't allowed to do business. Nope. You know, in Kamiland. Mm. Unless you were um, apparatnik, apparatchik. Yeah. yeah, if you were like a snitch for the government, you could do business. Mm -hmm. But there's a great movie we watched um, from Kustoritsa. Did you ever see a uh, black cat, white cat from Emir Kustoritsa? Oh, I've heard about that movie actually. Hmm. 
Hey, so what's your what's your peeps saying on the uh, interwebs there, the YouTube? So they still listening or not? Well, we got like three viewers or two now, and we got three likes, and we had some commenters, but um, I think they're kind of they've kind of fallen off track because we're talking okay. about ex Yugoslavia, ex Yugoslav things, but. Now there's three viewers again, which is amazing. Well, we love our viewers. We can't get enough viewers. Most definitely. And we love our viewers from the past channel, which I don't think we can get back because uh, just disappeared, man. Well, we have the guy's name because I made a screenshot, remember? Oh, yeah, we should... We should send him a shout-out. If he's a real person and not a bot. Oh, he looks like a real person because uh, bots usually just say, hey, if you would like to get more viewers. <laughs> but, you know, the sophisticated bots that are created by the government for, um, for doing... Um, for winding up people they think are radical or unstable. Yeah, that's what I heard. Did like, I heard that, like, they'll send people to your house and stuff. If they think you're a crazy person, if they think they can wind you up or make you say crazy shit, they'll, like, create a bot to talk to you or a persona, and they have, like, one agent who controls like a thousand different personas and they like talk to different people and they like, try and like make them radicalized and they try and get them to say crazy shit so you're saying that the bots start like basically gaslighting you well they have agents who direct the bots so the bots are semi-autonomous they'll like They'll find you, Harried, and they'll say, okay. They make a profile, and they'll say, okay, let's talk to him about let's talk to him about some local politicians and see if we can wind him up. Hmm. That sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. But I feel, I guess, like, some people are, like, like easily wound up and that's like messed up because like they're basically creating these people, huh? Yeah, they create profiles to be compatible with you. Wow. Wow. They'll create like they'll have the machine they'll have the algos create a, a persona and an entire history, an entire background of someone. Like, if you go on Twitter, you see these fake people with American flags. They're like, bro, I love Donald Trump. And half of them That's are just bots. They, say, right? hmm? they, like, just repeat, I love Donald Trump on every post. Yeah. And they just, re they just retweet shit all day long. Wow. I'm, like, moving off my chair right now. All I do, here's what I do on Twitter, okay? 
anyone who posts political shit at all, I just unfollow them. And anyone who, um, anytime I see an ad, like Coca-Cola posts an ad on uh, Twitter, I just block them. So every time I see an ad, like a promoted tweet, I block that tweet. I block the promoter. Yeah, that's actually good. I was doing that on Instagram. Like, uh, whenever I would see like an ad, I would just say it's not appropriate. Exactly, it's not appropriate. But you could also block the person. So you just block the company that does the ads. Yeah. And eventually, you see a lot less ads. Oh, so that, that works. I guess that's a way to go yeah. around it. I really hate ads. Well, that's what, that's what the whole system is there for, is to show you ads. So could ads be a form of uh, mind... Laundering. Well, isn't it the definition of that? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's like, uh, mm -hmm. it's like, what's his name? The movie that's called Zoolander over again. I never watched that. Is that any good? Um, it's actually a prophecy movie, man. No way. Yeah, it's like What's it about? these days. So the guy that plays, that's played by Rob Snyder, whom you very much love, he like, he gets mind laundered. So I'm using this new term, mind laundering, by, uh, yeah. by what's his name? By the guy that plays like uh, an anchorman. Ben Stiller. Oh. Will Farrell. Yeah. So it's it's really funny. Like Will Farrell just puts him in like this trance state and he's like uh relax. And they use this um this thing where they like Tell him that child labor should be okay. And that what? some politicians are making child labor happen. So they turn him into an assassin. What? Yeah. They like turn him into an assassin through hypnosis. It's like the M MK ultra thing wait 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 stop it's the n it's the nj ultra nj ultra yeah nj yeah. mega we just call it the new jersey the new jersey the mega new jersey just the jersey we'll call it the trenton It's the Trenton. The Trenton. All right, so yeah, the they Trenton, Trenton him. The NJ. They, like, send him yeah. to the rehabilitation center where they Trenton him. 
and he gets Trenton's yeah. part along with like uh, some other male models because the joke yeah. is that these male models are being programmed because like in the beginning uh -huh. of the movie he's rolling with his friends and they stop at a gas station and they do this whole like thing where they're playing with uh, gasoline they just like smear gasoline all over themselves and one of them lights a cigarette. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and like Ben is watching, you know, he's like seeing all that go down <laughs> while his friends go up That's in the crazy. air. They yeah, go so up I the can, yeah, they use that like as a pretext to, you know, uh, mind launder him. Uh-huh. And then uh, they send him, like, then he meets somebody, I guess, who tries to, to like, uh, deprogram him. And I uh -huh. guess, I don't know what happens, but they find out that he's been, like, almost deprogrammed, and they kill the guy that tries to deprogram him. And then they send him to the center where he's rehabilitated by uh, yeah. Will Ferrell. And then you Will Ferrell, like, rehabilitated, like, reprogrammed? Yeah, like, reprogrammed, literally. Because habilitation might mean programming in another language, right? Okay. Because, like, sure. you get habilitated. Like, you're learning those habits over and over well, again. But what is, like... Habit sounds like ability, like ability. It's like a ability. And um, in German, you say habe, which is to have. And um, that's actually Latin. Habe is Latin for have, habare, to have something. Yeah, and then there's like Java in Spanish, right? Okay. It means have. But I'll, you say, if you say, well, have, abe, jave, so there's a lot of different shifts in letters like we learned. So it could be just shifted from H to J. But tell me any word and I'll prove to you it's Albanian. How do you say have in Albanian? Kam? Yeah. Well, so that's it, not like have at all. Well, it's like am. What's an ability in in Albanian to to be able to do something? Munchme. Uh, let me think about that for a second here. It's not because munchme is like a possibility. So mm -hmm. ability. Would be like uh, zanot. It's kind of no. Nah, that's like it's a word they use in Albanian, but it's not like the actual word because it's also in Turkish, I guess. But we say zanot yeah. because in Albanian that would mean uh, the night catching you doing it. So catch pun night, you know, in like uh, in Jamaican speak. 
Like you can only translate nope. Albanian to Jamaican English. That's funny. And if you want to learn Albanian, like the Keg version, you have to you have to learn Spanish first, and then learn Jamaican English, and then speak Spanish with a Jamaican <laughs> accent. <laughs> there you get Albanian. Like you do. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's that's what you do. Yeah. So what you can do, that's your ability. I guess. Mm. So it's basically like your learned behavior in a way, because we say yeah, zana, having caught nights, like the night catching you while you're doing something. So if you're doing something all day, the night catches you and like you're ready to sleep at night. And then when you sleep, you dream about that stuff. And then you're like basically rehearsing that same thing that you did all day. So yeah. if well, you count bees all day, at night you'll be counting sheep in your dreams. Is that enough? Yeah. So za is catch. Z-A-N-A-F? Yeah, and not is night. So it's like catch oh, night. Oh, not not Okay, you're catching the knife. Yeah. They call that like... Wow. It's also craft in English. It means literally your craft. They say if you do something 10,000 times, you become an expert. Yeah, that's basically it. So, well, I started in 2000, a little bit before 2000, using Linux. How many years now? It's like 20 years? 20, 20 plus years, at least 20 years. Wow. I'm like at 11 years. And people be like, oh, why do you know all these command lines so well? <laughs> because I typed them 10,000 times at least. I got the zanat, zanat, the ability. Yeah, your craft. Craft. I got the Minecraft crafting yeah but that's basically what minecraft is too it's a zanat you know because you're like you're playing late into the night and then the only thing you learn how to do is just doing that same thing and then you get addicted to it and you're a minecraft expert my son he creates the most amazing little houses in minecraft he loves to do it And uh, how long do you let him play? Um, maybe about two hours. Wow. So he's like, he's getting there, man. I think you should get him to do another zanat, another repetitional thing that might be interesting, you know? 
He's doing jujitsu and he's getting good at that too. Do you want to hear a story like uh, an Albanian story? Sure, sure. Tell me, tell me the story, but you have to translate it. Yeah, like it's in English. So basically, there was a father and he had three sons, and uh, he had a lot of land, and he told his sons that uh, basically they can. He's got a lot of gold buried on his land, you know. And yep. he he told them like you know after he dies they should just like start like scraping the land you know till they find it. So yeah, after he dies, they're just like digging everywhere, like in every spot of like thirty acres or something. And yeah. they keep on digging and digging, and they don't find anything. But I guess uh, later on, the the land that they plowed becomes fertile, and they start making money as farmers. And they figured yeah. out gold mine. Well, I've got a joke for you. Go ahead. There, there was a guy from New Jersey, and um, he was sent to jail. And he missed his father. And he would write his father letters. And his father wrote to him. He said, son, I'm so old and weak. I'm not strong enough to dig in the garden. You know what his son said? What did the son say? Father, don't dig in the garden because that's where the body is buried. <laughs> that's a real Jersey story, huh? And then the federal police, they came to the father's house and they dug up the whole garden looking for the body because they read the letter. And then... His father wrote back to him. He said, son, thank you very much for sending me the police to dig up my garden. Now I can plant my, my tomatoes. That's amazing. That's like a great way to make use of, uh, you know. <laughs> That's great, dude. <laughs> Even my dog is laughing right now. So your dog is a husky, you said? A husky and a... Uh, um, oh, that's the mix. Puppy. The puppy's like, yeah, half husky, half Pyrenees. I thought it was like... It was like a Mastiff, but I didn't know the dog breed name, so I learned that it's a Pyrenees. Well, the Pyrenees and, is basically a chenchari. Yeah, that's what he looks like, actually, because he's, like, half husky. He looks exactly like a Caucasian shepherd-type dog. He's got, like, uh, gray patches and black ears and, like, yeah. black around his eyes. So, I don't know, man. I think he's going to be a pretty good uh, guard dog because like he's got like 
He's got the fighting in. How many dogs do you have now? Well, currently only like four dogs altogether. If you count the puppy that's gonna be leaving, the puppy's leaving now, or what? One of them, only one of them. You found a home. Yeah, like Ben found a home. So. Now, what's that sound, that beeping sound in the background that you keep on playing? Oh, that might be the Discord. So I'm like on a Discord channel. Oh, you're channel. on Discord? Yeah, I could, oh, yeah? Um, I could turn that off, I think. I don't know how, though. How I Are can you turn off. to join our oh. chat or what? Yeah, I already did. I might. You know I'll post it on another no, chat. No, let him go. Let him go. No, don't worry about it. Because the thing is, Harriet, it's all about it's all about your credibility. Because there's so many now we have so many channels and so many different ways for people to connect. That is true. Just leave it to the other. We have too many YouTube. ways. Okay, you talk it out for five minutes. Well, um, what shall I talk about? Well, I'm going to just tell everybody what I'm doing to prepare for this uh, Zulu x-ray and the microwaves. So basically, right now, like today, I'm um, drying some beef. And I cut them like in four-inch pieces that are like one-inch one by two inch so one inch thick and two inches long uh no two inches like wide and then like three to four inches long i got them drying on a plate because i did this other video where i dried some beef and i did like just one inch squares that dried really fast and i think it got too dry but now I'm doing this like semi-dried beef that's like basically bigger pieces. Now I'm going to put them like lengthwise into a jar, sprinkle them with olive oil. I bought the most expensive olive oil, so that should be good. And um, basically going to do that, and I'll probably have like, I don't know, I bought like 12 mason jars so i might fill like six of them i got like six pounds of meat i'm probably gonna dry like four of those and i just got a chicken that i'm probably gonna carve and eat raw you know how it be i don't know i might try and dry some chicken as well but that's like what i'm doing so far might try doing some um, like high meat with fish. I got like some red snapper and I'll probably try and do the high meat on the outside. So like I'll use my room like in room temperature, which is not that warm, but it might take like a week to ferment the, the fish. So it's like edible. 
All right. So I'm kind of excited for that. But like so, um, doing semi-dried beef and putting it in olive oil, I think is the best way to preserve it. So what's the exact procedure? Do you salt it? No, I'm not salting it at all. I I read this on like a website. It's uh, by Agenis Wonder Planets. That's his recipe on making. It's called his survival kit. If you Google Agenis Wonder Planets survival kit, he'll have like this whole survival kit that's composed of uh, like I think like four pounds of honey and then like a few pounds of dried fruit like dried figs and something else which i'm still lacking and now like we're on lockdown so i don't know man i just got a lot of honey and i got this beef that i put out for five hours on one side and then five hours on the other side and then i braise it with like uh olive oil and leave it there for 30 minutes and then I put it in jars that are filled with olive oil. It's always cold-pressed olive oil. And um, once you, like, put that in a jar, I guess it'll be fine. It'll, like, just stay fresh for a long time. Because once you dry it and then braise it with olive oil, the water from the surface of the meat just leaves and then it can mix with the oil. So how long did you dry it for before you put it in the olive oil? Five hours on each side. And these are three, three by four inch strips. You said, yeah, like I'm doing two by four inch that are like one two inch uh, high. So, Okay. Now we did beef jerky. Um, we did beef jerky in the oven at a low temperature for a couple of hours. That that turned out pretty good too. Yeah, it sounds pretty good, but it's like this is way more um, moist than the beef jerky that you get. Have you tried eating it? Oh yeah, I tried a few pieces. It's like. Uh... It's really good, especially like the fatty parts. They're like, um, they just dissolve. Like the fat just dissolves really well. It doesn't taste intensely like olive oil, like disgusting. Well, it does taste like olive oil, but not like that intensely that it's disgusting. I but wonder I get, what the um, what it takes us to air dry the beef, like the um, mishtati. Oh, so like making the beef jerky. He also had a beef jerky like that, like a recipe for beef jerky like that. It all depends on the what's it called, like thickness of the jerky that you want to make, and the time that you can mm -hmm. use so if you're making like really thin pieces you can dry it outside in your room like with the heater on but yeah. if you're trying to like do a whole flank 
you'll need to make like this uh, smoky thing that that Bosnian guy was doing on the video yeah, with the plastic bag. Yeah, like that, that was, was sketchy. that was sketchy, man. Like a whole plastic bag, and a what's it called? Well, it was a smokehouse made out of a black bag. No, he 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 made the um he used the black ba- the plastic bags to um soak the meat in to marinate it. And then he made like these wood smoke houses. In any case, it didn't look very healthy what he was doing there. It looked super healthy, huh? <laughs> well, I used to think the same well, way. I would be like, I survived uh, depleted uranium bombs. Plastic is fine. I want to give you an update on the um, fermented uh, rice. Oh, that's interesting. So I took uh, rice, chickpeas, white beans, chia seeds, lentils, popcorn, oats. Popcorn, were they cooked? No, uncooked popcorn. Basically, all the grains I had. Go ahead. So the popcorn, you're saying just corn, right? Just unpopped popcorn, just raw popcorn, and I soaked it for three days in the um, in the salt water. With the, I threw in some peppers, some hot peppers, and I threw in some, you know, some bioactives to help it ferment. Some cabbage from my um, sauerkraut production. So I gave it some starter, and it was bubbling away, and it was fermenting for really nice. And then I I cooked it for like, I cooked it for like 40 minutes in the, um, how does it smell? Smells like it's fermenting, dude. It's fermenting. So it's sour grain, I guess. It is turning sour. It, it was sour. It was when I cooked it. It was definitely sour. How does it digest? But it did you fart I, after eating it? No, I didn't. I didn't wow. have the farts. I didn't. Not at all. So that means the bacteria ate the anti nutrients. The bacteria ate everything, dude. It was it was bubbling like crazy.
talked to my Indian friends. They said that they just ferment the uh, rice and the lentils overnight, and they make the idli. Look up idli. It's the um, southern Indian specialty. It's fermented rice and lentils that are ground up. Wow. And they make these little balls, and they steam them, and it's supposed to be the ultimate food. Yeah, well, that looks like a, like a good cook starch because, like, I've been reading this uh, book called We Want to Live, and um, yeah, it talks about, like, the cooked starch, and it says, like, how, like, sourdough is good because it's basically, like, partly digested. It's feeding the fungus. Yeah, literally. Feeding the fungus. And if you feed the fungus, if you feed the fungus, the fungus will be happy. Yeah, that's interesting. So what else you got, like, as far as uh, fermentation cabbage. going? I'll be right back. I got back. cabbage fermenting. Yeah. So I got the cabbage that I fermented. You slice it up. And you put it um, with salt. You don't even add water. And um, you let it go for a couple of days. And it tastes amazing. So cabbage is fermenting. Um, I also took all the fruits that were left over from the... Um, from uh, some cafeteria where a friend of ours works. Brother-in-law, he works there. And uh, he always had these big bags of fruit that we would let rot because we didn't know what to do with it. But now I know what to do with it. I just feed the fungus. I give it to the kefir. And the kefir loves these melons that no one wants to eat, like a day-old melon. It's like no one wants to eat that. But it's got lots of sugar in it. So you feed the fungus. And then the fungus just makes some fermented sugar. Yeah, and it converts the sugar. It eats the sugar. And sounds... uh, what else do I got? I got hot peppers. I got the jalapenos going. And everyone, these jalapenos have been in there for a month, and everybody loves to eat them because they're so tasty. Did they lose their spiciness after a month? Um, they lost some of the spiciness. They're like a tortilla. Yeah, that's interesting because, like, I did the jalapenos in yogurt, and I put too many jalapenos. And I got a YouTube yeah, video. You did about too many. It. Yeah, it gave yeah, me you like didn't ferment them. Yeah, I think they didn't ferment, but like the the yogurt sauce, it got like a, a really spicy taste from the jalapenos. Yeah. You made the you made the lang, the lang. The juices. Yeah, so we make some long as well. And I also got the milk fermenting with the oh, uh, kefir. Got the milk fermenting with normal kefir and with milk kefir. But, um, yeah, I got the hot peppers fermenting. 
and I got the sourdough going as well, and I've got the uh, kombucha. You got a, and a somewhere pretty big my, yeah. And somewhere my dad sent me a fifty ba- fifty pound bag of grains, of corn and barley and stuff, and wheat. I have to find that. I'm going to start fermenting that, and I'm going to make some beer. Oh, that sounds interesting. I might try and make some mead. Yeah. But you should also look for crab apples because we have a tree with crab apples. We've got multiple trees of, with crab apples around here. These are apples that no one wants to eat, but I bet you can feed the fungus with them. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Like fermenting a little bit of... Uh, basically like fruit it's probably good to make like a little bit of alcohol like that because uh alcohol is the end product of uh sugar digestion yeah it's the so way it might the be easier. so you're saying that it's the fungus that... us through alcohol yeah man Hmm. Well, basically, it produces I hear alcohol. That people like ferment the high liver, and it becomes alcoholic after a while. No way. Yeah, the liver juice. It's got it becomes, sugar in it. Well, protein turns into sugar. Gluconeogenesis. So the sugar uh, ferments. Yeah, but like even protein ferments. So interesting. So I'm going to give it a try like with fish and see like how this foul fish does. Oh, can't wait for that. Yeah, I hear... um, I talked to somebody about it, and they said that basically, like, um, if you do it on, like, outside in a week, it should turn into high meat. So, like, when it first starts fermenting, fermenting. it's going to stink really bad. Okay. But um, once it's done fermenting, the stink will go away. And it'll taste like, uh, like it'll taste like a cheese, kind of. Yeah. This is the liver. The liver, the fish, anything. Yeah. So that's going to be, it's going to be the next experiment. Okay. I also made alcohol within three days through raw milk and honey. So, do you remember that recipe I told you about? Like, uh, making kefir out of uh, two spoons of honey in... No, one spoon of honey in a liter of milk. And instead of putting one spoon, I put, like, three spoons of honey 
in a liter of milk with kefir. And within like four days, the curd separated from the whey. Then I put the curd sideways and I made some cheese out of it. But um, that whey, man, it was like it was smelling really alcoholic in just like four days. And I started drinking it. It was just like like kefir mead. So might have discovered kefir mead. You're trying to get drunk easy. That's the recipe, Mike. Well, I guess uh, we'll conclude this. Because it sounds like one of the parties on this stream is sleeping. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No, that's not true black talking. I'm trying to make up what you're saying. Yeah. Wait. Did it work? I tried to mute him. Well, I can't mute him. So yeah, it's really late on the East Coast. And uh, <laughs> as we can see, the snoring ensues. Huh. Well, now, nope, I couldn't turn it off. Well, guys, that concludes this live stream. Gonna end it now. Thanks for listening. We're not listening. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Man overboard, man overboard. <laughs> it's the fungus talking. <laughs> it's... <laughs>